0: what is up everybody welcome to the super fantasy bros podcast which is part of the triple play fantasy network i'm one half of the team kevin coleman and i'm joining the podcast with my co-host jacob dunn and we are recording this on a monday morning early we can see jacob's already on vacation i am heading to vacation soon so we wanted to get this out to you guys because we could not could not could not get this out to you this week so jacob how are you doing
1: oh i'm doing well my man it's a little bit chilly I'm on location in Vegas, uh, but man, we just want to get that content to you guys, so I hope you guys enjoy, and man, it feels good to be on break. Am I right, Kevin?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. we know as teachers, we get this week off. Most of us, some teachers don't get lucky, uh, and they, they have to work the Monday, Tuesday, but uh, yeah. it, it is. I'm enjoying, I like the palm trees in the background. I like the like the stuff Thanks you got going you. on back there, uh, but All you know what, we're going to be...
1: Impromptu.
0: Yeah, we're going to be uh, covering, you know, recent news and basically just yesterday going over it, uh, talking down everything we need to know there. And we're going to get out some week 12 stuff early for you guys so you guys can jump ahead of some people in your leagues, go into it, you know, as we know. Uh, You still got three weeks left in the fantasy league. So usually most teams, you know, we're going to go to playoffs and all of that. So just make sure that you listen in and we're just going to be talking about next week's season or next week and what you can do. Now, before we do that, I do want to mention, as always, you know, uh, fantasy points is one of our partners. Uh, They they sponsor the pod and they're an excellent, excellent source of information right now. You can use our code. It's twenty one triple ten for 10% off and they're running a special right now where it's 50% off for the rest of the season so you can still use them you could get in there, you can kind of look, I'm not a mathematician but I believe that's 60% off and you can kind of see how, how their system works and if you'd be willing to work on it there and I can't stress enough how good their stuff is, their tools, their DFS stuff is some of the best and if you like college football, Wes Groover is one of the best guys for DFS so I would highly highly recommend Fantasy Points and everything they have to offer <laughs> All right, love that sound. Let's get into this, baby. I'm going to I'll be playing some Mario a little later uh, on my week off. But let's go. Let's talk about some players yesterday that disappointed us or that we that stood out to us. I stole one uh, just because uh, I wanted to talk about him. And that's our boy Jonathan Taylor. And all I put on the the show sheet for everybody out there, I just put holy shit. And that's 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 that's, <laughs> that's he's he performed, I mean, I don't know what else you could say about this kid. He absolutely dominated yesterday, uh, four touchdowns rushing and a touchdown receiving, 185 yards rushing, 53.4 PPR fantasy points. And I believe oh. Ryan McDowell from DLF, uh, great guy, great follow there. He talked about that. He's in the top 10 for ever running back performances. I think he's in the top five. He's pretty close there. Yeah. Uh, he was phenomenal yesterday. And I do know that there's some teams out there that started and that lost, and I feel bad for you. Um, huh. I did, too. I had him in SFB, and I, and I lost. But... I will say, like, he's a dynasty running back one, uh, and he had a a great performance. You got to love to see it, and it's just one of those things. I think he should win MVP. Like, if we're just going to talk about NFL, I think he's on his way to win the MVP of the league.
1: I love that take. I mean, Rush 32 times for 185 yards and four touchdowns. Like you said, that has to be an historic running back fantasy day. Uh, I had to face him in two leagues. Uh, I had him in one league, so I was loving it in one league. But I was on the road from Denver to Vegas, and I opened up my app to my big money league, and I saw I was facing Jonathan Taylor, who had over 50 fantasy points. I'm like, I have no shot this week. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and, yeah, I had no shot this week. Man, the dude went off against a good Buffalo Bills defense i mean a great Buffalo Bills defense this is incredible day it was awesome to see uh so my player who stood out to me is cam newton um i touted him as my favorite streamer last week uh, and he delivered all right so he went he went 21 of 37 with a couple rushing scores but he had almost 50 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown and that's why we love cam newton all right. We love his floor, his rushing ability, and the Panthers are going to let him run every single game. So welcome back, Cam Newton, to being a, an every week quarterback one.
0: Hey, I, hey we talked about Cam. I, I tweeted him out. I said, hey, he has that rushing upside. And we saw yeah. that. And you know what? I think as a dynasty perspective, too, he might be a dynasty asset again. I think when yeah. you're looking at he might come back what is the pan? what are the Panthers going to do? Uh they're going to bring him back. They should. And so if they right. do bring him back, now we're talking about hey, we, now he has value again, right? And I yeah. think that you shouldn't sell him for less than a first in a superflex league right now cuz that's his value. That's where it's at. Uh and I think that's incredible value there what he did with the Panthers and, and what he has and if they let's say they do a, go on a streak here, they could bring him back. And now yeah. we're looking at, you know, it's kind of like that saying, you know, Um, absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? They got, they separated, they realize, Hey, we might need each other. They come back and, and they have it. And I believe that Cam, Cam looked great yesterday. So that's good for Cam. And I think that if they can go on some wins here though, I think they might be able to bring him back and have it. So no, I think that's a good call there. Uh, now my other guy is a sad face is uh, Dak Prescott yesterday. He yeah. had a bad game, uh, and when you look at what he did yesterday, obviously people are going to look at that, and, and he did. I mean, he was quarterback 26 yesterday. Uh, he had 4.64 fantasy <laughs> points, which uh, that hurt, uh, yep. especially on my teams. I have actually Russell Wilson and Dak in a lot of super flex leagues. Yesterday was not fun uh, for me. That's uh, a
1: great stack, but not, not yesterday. Not <laughs>
0: yesterday, and a lot of CD Dak stacks, and that's the, that did not work uh, out for me yesterday either. Right. Uh, you know, what I would say is this is, you know, Mahomes didn't do very much better QB be twenty four when you're looking at what he did as well. Right. Like a lot of quarterbacks did really bad yesterday. Uh, when Trevor, when Trevor Siemian is quarterback four, that's yeah. a that's a thing. But think about Dak. You know, he lost. He's lost CD. He lost Cooper. Obviously, we, he lost his weapons around him. They didn't really get a flow. Their offensive line has been a little banged up, especially losing Smith on the outside or in that tackle spot. I think that he'll be fine. It will be concerning going forward. Thursday is going to be an interesting game, and I and I want to talk to you about. I might as well talk to you about that now. Yeah. What is your uh, strategy with Thursday night game with the Thanksgiving games? There's six games, so we're going to have to roll here. But uh, you do redraft a lot. Will you? Are you with? Are, are you risking Dak?
1: I 100% am risking Dak. I am okay. starting him with confidence, just because he's at home. All right, Dak. Dak sometimes struggles on the road. You know, like you know. Who doesn't? But at home, the Dallas Cowboys are a whole different animal. So I'm starting him with confidence in what's going to be a bounce back game. I guarantee it. OK. All right.
0: Yeah. And I, I think Gallup, too. I think Gallup on Thursday is a good play. Uh, I like that idea of. Gra- of grabbing Yeah. Gallup. Yeah. I mean,
1: um, C.D. Lamb's in concussion protocol and Amari Cooper. It might still be in the covid protocol, so it could be Gallup as the wide receiver one.
0: It is. And they just actually I just saw a thing on sleep this morning that they think CD's out this Thursday. So if that's the case, then you got to fire it up and you got to hope that's ready to go. So
1: uh, who's your guy? Yeah, so I'm going to go on on the other side of the ball there with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he had a breakout game last week. We're like, oh, he's back. And then all of a sudden, like you said, he finished as quarterback 24, finishing, you know, only completing 23 of 37 passes for 260 yards and a pick. No scores. I mean, you yeah. know, he didn't do much on the ground either. Quarterback 24 in what should have been a complete shootout in Kansas City, the Chiefs versus the Cowboys. This was such a dud of a game. It was ridiculous. Uh, so, you know, Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes. You you guys did not have yourself a day. No. <laughs> you hate to they, see they it.
0: Did, they did not. They, they, it was bad. It was a bad game all around. It was weird. Like, when you look at the top, the top guys there. I think a guy that we do have to mention, hey, Justin Herbert was QB1. Uh yep. so, you know, that that's fun to see. Jalen Hurts. I think he's been QB1 in 10 games this week or this year and yeah. uh just on the outside of the 11th one. Yeah. You got to give him a shout out. I mean, he's doing enough now. Like right? that was the biggest Man. concern. It was like, was he going to do enough there? So, I think Jalen Hurts has kind of solidified himself. He was a bye like 4 weeks ago. If you had the cojones to go buy him, I don't know if you <laughs> yeah. had the cojones to go get him, but you could have. Now don't do it. It's too, too expensive. Uh, right. But I mean, look, this is just like a blast in the past year. Listen to this top 10. So you have Justin Herbert. Aaron Rodgers was QB2. Jalen Hurts, yes. Trevor Simeon, four. Cam Newton was QB4. <laughs> he tied. Kirk Cousins. Huh. Taylor Heineke was QB7. Colt McCoy. Texas native Colt McCoy. What uh, a bounce game. Ben Roethlisberger QB8, Tyrod yep. Taylor QB10, and Tua QB11, and Josh Allen, and Joe Flacco is QB13. What is happening? QB14, Andy Dalton. Wow, high guys. end quarterback too. And look at these guys out here. It's Joe just like I'm watching. It's like hey, I, it's like I'm watching these guys, and, and I'm looking back in the day. Yeah. So again, Boy, like really, that. really weird, weird, uh, weird quarterback weeks when Tyler Huntley. Is is QB17, and Dak and and, and Patrick are, are underneath that. That's a problem. Uh, let's go to yeah. some waiver wire ads, because I think, hey, we're ahead of the game here for you guys, especially being on a Monday, and we're going to release this pod on a Monday. So who are you looking at? Well, give me a waiver wire ad that you're watching right now that you can kind of add, because we're getting dry here. It's getting a little dry out here.
1: Super dry, but I'm going with Adam Troutman. All right, I picked um, Adam Troutman as my sneaky start last week. He got... He got five catches for 58 yards and a score against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, over the past four games, he has at least five targets in each of those games. I mean, he is a safe option, albeit a tight end two option, but but he does have that upside. All right. He's six foot five, 250 pounds, you know, and Trevor Simeon is looking his way. He got eight targets last Sunday. All right. So you can't, Ignore the targets, Uh, you know. And New Orleans Saints don't have a ton of reliable wide receivers in the first place. So Troutman is going to be a heavy part of this off of this offense, whether Alvin Kamara's in the lineup or not. So I'm looking at Adam Troutman, especially if you are tight end needy out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, he had that great catch Uh, when we look at like what we're trying to we talk about. He did have that great catch there. Uh, and you, at this point, like you said, neediest, neediest there. This next guy, I can't believe I've even been saying, it, um, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin from the Packers. So he had That'd a good be, yeah. game. If Alan Lazard is injured with that shoulder, it's going to open up more targets for him. And he took advantage, right? So, you know, he had four catches on a team high, 10 targets, 123 yards and a yeah. touchdown you would like to see a little bit more efficiency because of the, the targets, the catch ratio. But I will say like when they're playing against the Rams, MVS could be an actual line in targets. Cause Jalen Ramsey is going to blanket Deva- Devonte Adams right. all game. Right. So if MVS can get those targets and we'll see this, he's a sneaky ad in a lot of formats. Cause I know he's out there even in dynasty leagues, he could be out there. So oh, yeah. I like Marquez Valdez-Gantling because of game script, because Ramsey's going to be blanketing Adams. That might not be a bad waiver wire pickup.
1: Yeah, it's funny because MVS is just looked on as like a boom or bust choice in fantasy. But he had 10 targets, you know, and um, I know it was a shootout 34 to 31. That game was fun to watch. Uh, But, you know, like 10 targets is nothing is nothing to sniff at. And if you need a wide receiver three, he is a very solid wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside against the Rams. Like you said, Adams is going to be blanketed. He should be open a ton this game. So I like that pick a lot. Um, so this is another pick, Kevin. And I felt just as weird as you picking MVS, but I want to go with Jameson Crowder of the New York Jets. Super weird to say, but on the, um, on the triple play fantasy start sit show to every Sunday with David, David and I loved Jameson Crowder just because yeah. Joe Flacco loves his veterans. All right, he he also hyper targeted Elijah Moore, but he he is rostered in way too many leagues. So we're going to look at Jamison Crowder, a savvy veteran. All right, he he got seven targets last Sunday and caught six of them for 44 yards and a score. I think you can expect that like a ton of targets, like seven to eight targets for you know like 40 to mm-hmm. 60 yards and possibly a score. So in PPR, he's going to be a fine wide receiver three option, and he is available in a ton of leagues. So if you're looking for that consistent, safe floor, albeit not a super high ceiling, uh, but especially in PPR leagues, I would definitely look Jamison Crowder's way.
0: Uh, Yeah, I think you have to, especially with – Flacco made him a thing last year, uh, especially with when he came back when he was kind of yeah. injured, all that stuff kind of going on, uh, and especially with all the injuries that we have right now. I, I just think that, especially like let's say you have CD and these guys, and you need a kind of a safer play. That's not a bad play to go pick up and and grab. Yeah. I like Jameson. I started him in the league yesterday just because I have nobody. But it was one there of those go. things where hey, I was happy with it. It worked uh, out. It worked out. The other guy that I'm going to mention is, uh, uh, and uh, again. These are deeper, but DeAndre Carter and from the Washington Redskins, you know, shout out DeAndre. He now he's mostly a touchdown or bust thing. So just know you're going for a high ceiling here, but he had 15 targets over the past three weeks. So it's not like we're talking about a guy that isn't getting targeted. He caught eight. He's had three touchdowns in, in the last three weeks there. There are a lot of him more inferior options that are rostered more heavily than him. And Washington takes kind of that middle-of-the-pack defense in Seattle in Week 12. You might be able to get a spot where he can get like 10 PPR points, especially in the that type of format. I don't mind DeAndre Carter where he's going. And, and it, he's, he's definitely a deep guy. And again, he's a touchdown or bust guy. I do like the targets. I do like what he's been getting on the field. So give me Carter if you are like in a deep, deep league and you yeah. need to grab somebody.
1: Three straight games with a touchdown definitely has my attention. So I'm definitely adding Carter in deeper leagues. I like that pick.
0: All right. So we're going to roll over to, so there you go. Adam Trauman, Jamison Crowder, Marquez Valdez-Gantling, and DeAndre Carter. If you don't know that we obviously are already in week 12, then uh, there you go. You know now because those four names that we just spit out at you guys. Uh, but <laughs> what are w- what are some sneaky start-sit positions that we got going on here? So we'd like to go over guys that may or may not have a good game. So uh, and mine was uh, Tyra Taylor last week. Uh, I talked Brother. about Taylor, and I said, hey, he could be a good, solid ad if you're streaming quarterbacks and you need him. And He had two rushing touchdowns. I think he had about, uh, I want to say, 17 or 18 fantasy points, somewhere around there. Yep. Uh, and he looked, you know, he was QB 10 last week. He had 19 fantasy points based on fantasy pros' uh, ranking. So, to me, he was a good ad. That's what the guys were kind of looking for here. So, who is your
1: guy, Jacob? All right, I'm going back to Cam Newton. Like, I would love to pin... Cam Newton as my streamer of the week, but he is rostered in too many leagues now. And I love it because he is an every week low-end quarterback one with that upside every week. I mean, he finished as quarterback four in his first start of the season. You know, he has that upside. He has that rushing upside. Like, he needs to be rostered everywhere. And this week, uh, he faces a Miami Dolphins defense giving up the eighth most fantasy points to defenses. All right, I expect him to at least... Give you quarterback 12 numbers with, you know, a quarter like top five upside. So if you see Cam Newton on your wire and you are rostering, let's say, Ryan Tannehill, or you're not really ready to trust Russell Wilson yet in your starting lineup, I would definitely give Cam Newton a look because I see him as a top eight asset rest of season and has a great matchup this week against the Dolphins.
0: Yeah, no, hey, I, I'm a big Cam believer. I think he's a he's guy that you could step in there and do that. Uh, my guy for this week, and it's funny you just mentioned him, but it's uh, it's actually Russell Wilson. I think that he's going to have a bounce back game, uh, and uh, the only reason why I use these sneaky start sit for him is because I don't think a lot of guys are going to start him. I think that they're going to pivot away just because I think that Arizona was a bad game. You know, obviously the last two weeks against Green Bay and Arizona, he's had 15 fantasy points combined. That is not good. Uh, But he did limit his interceptions last week. He didn't have any. He didn't have any touchdowns. I know that. But I do think that they're going to get that offense moving a little bit. Running at at a certain point, I think this is Pete Carroll's last year uh, at at Seattle. I think they're going to have to blow this up anyway. But at a certain point, Alex Collins cannot be your main guy that you're trying to hand the ball off to. Like at a certain point and I hate saying this because it's it's it makes me cringe but you gotta let Russ cook like (laughs) you gotta throw it like and I do think that that injury was a lot worse than we thought I think he rushed back because he wanted to play because Russ is that type of guy and it's gonna take him I think it's gonna have to take him a few weeks so realistically when they were talking about this I know we talked about this on the show too I actually said Washington or San Francisco probably the week he came back now, he rushed back, but now we're looking at Washington-San Francisco time frame, and it doesn't seem like he's had any injuries on that hand since he's come back. So, I, I like that. I like where he's going with that. And I will say, he's got a sneaky kind of schedule down the stretch. Now, he does – so, he plays San Francisco. He didn't – he has Houston. The Rams yeah. is going to be a tough one. But then Chicago-Detroit, like, he has a – you could be comfortable with him if you're going to make the playoffs, I believe. I don't mind starting him this week against Washington. Washington's defense has not looked great. I know they looked a little bit better than this last weekend, uh, but give me give me Russ in a in a bounce back where he can finish as a low end QB one.
1: Hey man, the Washington football team is giving up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season, so I would yeah. definitely start. Russell Wilson I just gave you the option of Cam Newton because he is proving it and he has That rushing ability whereas Russell Isn't isn't running as much but I do love Russell's matchup uh, and He's definitely a low end quarterback one For me at the least so that's So Cam Newton and Russell Wilson Let's get After it
0: all right let's go running backs Now Uh, who do you got at your running back
1: All right so I am Locking in David Montgomery This week against the Detroit Lions On Thanksgiving Day all right, he's been struggling I mean, he hasn't been struggling since he got back from an injury, but the last two weeks he just has nine fantasy points and seven fantasy points. So he's not giving you that fantasy production that you drafted him in the fourth round to be and who you were hoping that he would be once he returned to, to the lineup. But over the past two games, he is averaging 13 and a half carries, uh and a few catches totaled. Uh, So I believe that he'll be more a part of this offense on Thursday. And with Justin Fields probably missing this game, like keep an eye on that. Um, You know, he left, he left last week's game with a rib with, with a rib injury. Uh, Mm -hmm. But even if it's Andy Dalton, I, you know, I see David Montgomery getting 20 plus touches this week against the Detroit Lions. So I like, david montgomery to bounce back and to have an rb one day
0: yeah no i i agree uh they're going to give him the ball if it is andy dalton they're going to give him the ball even more i against the lions yeah. you got to hope that you know they're going to get that the lions aren't that great of a team uh when you when you right. watch with their with that defense is okay i do think that they can they're going to pin it on them I, I can we both agree that matt and needs to get fired like can we just it needs to go it's time, right? Like yeah. at a certain point, you got to unhook it, right? Unhook yes. the uh, just this break off clean. Like I'm over that, but, it, it, but I agree, Monty's going to get there. I think he could be a he can be a running back too for sure. Yeah. Uh, in, in this format, as long as he's healthy, the guy that I'm going to go out and limb here is uh, James Robinson. Obviously, okay. he's been injured and he had some issues. He came back from his bye week and hasn't looked great since then. Indianapolis, he looked fine. He had 18.4 fantasy points BPR last week in San Francisco. I don't know if anybody watched that game. That was the worst offensive performance I've ever seen from a from a team. Uh, it was bad. Lawrence does not look great. It, you, if you want to see Lawrence's numbers stacked up against some other quarterbacks that may not have looked good, uh, you can go find Jeff Bell, for whom J Bell Tolls on Twitter. He posted a good, uh, good graphic today. He's trying to be analytical. I don't know if he actually approved that, uh, actually did that or not, but he talks yeah. about kind of how Lawrence is struggling. I will say that I think Robinson, though, against an Atlanta team, I like the matchup. I think they're going to lean on him a little bit more. He has scored two touchdowns the last two weeks. I could see him getting two touchdowns this week and being, at, again, a low-end running back one. Uh, I think it's safe to say that he's a safe play. Now, he's he's been a touchdown dependent like last week he was. Yeah, that touchdown, which saved his points. Right. He had 11 points. But I do think they're going to lean on him a little bit more. He's probably going to be a little bit more healthier. And against Atlanta, I'll take it.
1: Yeah, man, he got bailed out by that touchdown, but he also got 15 opportunities. You know, he got he got 12 carries and three targets. He turned out into two catches for nine yards. So not not a ton, but he's still getting that volume, you know. And like you said, I like that matchup versus an Atlanta Falcons defense giving up the fifth most points to running backs this season. So that that is a great call. So James Robinson and David Montgomery. Let's do it.
0: All right, let's go wide receivers. I'll go with mine first, uh, and this is just kind of why we talked about it. It's Michael Gallup. So obviously, yeah. we're recording this on a Monday, but if CD and Cooper don't play, you got to. I mean, you got to put out Gallup as a wide receiver one in Dallas Cowboys. You just have to, right. and I do think that. He will get limited a little bit because they're going to key on him now. So it's a little bit different. He's going from a wide receiver three to a wide receiver one. But he's going to get the targets, in, in my opinion. And I do think they're going to have a different kind of game plan. Uh, I expect them to use also Tony Pollard in the slot and move him around a little bit. So be on the lookout for that. I think that if, if they can't have their two top wide receivers, Pollard's going to get a little bit more run. And, and yeah. so be on the lookout for him as well. But Michael Gallup, again, he had 10 targets against the Chiefs. Five catches, 44 yards. So you're gonna see those targets go up. I know he didn't have a explosive game. That offensive, that 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 offense was bad, but he's playing the Raiders, guys. That's a that's a five-star matchup, in my opinion. Yeah. I think that he could have a great game. He could have a wide receiver two type game, as long as he gets the targets there. Uh so fire up Michael Gallup shares everywhere.
1: Yeah, I actually see him I actually see him having a good game, whether or not Amari Cooper comes back. Uh, you know, like even, even if he's even even if he's a second option on this offense, I know that the Cowboys offense are going to bounce back. All right. They are not going to have two bad games in a row, especially in Dallas. All right. So so I love that call. I actually wanted to make this call with Michael Gallup. (laughs) And then I saw that you put him on the show sheet. I was like, smart man, smart man that Kevin. So yeah, I love Gallup this week to give you at least wide receiver two numbers, but has that upside to get into yeah. the wide receiver one range.
0: Well, I hope you're right because if I have to watch the Dallas lose on Thanksgiving again, I'm going to just be sad. Like every year I'm just always like, here it comes. It's the one time I get to hang out with my brother who is a cowboy <laughs> fan. And we get to watch the game. Yeah. I'll never forget. And I'm sorry, I'm going to go on a side here, but I will never forget when RG three just whooped our ass on Thanksgiving oh. day. I think he had four touchdowns. He yep. ran all over us. And I looked at my brother and I said, if we have to watch this kid for the next 12 years, kill us on Thanksgiving, I'm going to be sad. And, and you know, I'm <laughs> sorry that he got, he had the injury and all that kind of right. stuff, but he that game just stands out to my mind. We got our ass kicked. And yeah. if I have to, if we lose to the Raiders on Thursday, I may not ever come back to this show. I may not ever come back <laughs> to fantasy anymore. I just, I cannot hard, lose man, to the, the Cowboys. I can't lose to the Raiders on Thanksgiving. That's just going to hurt
1: me. Gosh, no, man. They're not going to lose, man. <laughs> all right. Who's your wide <laughs> receiver? Who you got? All right, I'm gonna go with Brandon Ayuk against the against. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Brandon Ayuk against the Minnesota Vikings. All right, Brandon Ayuk is back, guys. He caught seven passes last Sunday for 85 yards and a score on seven targets against the Jacksonville mm-hmm. Jaguars. All right, he he looks great. He's up. He he is officially back into the offensive game plan. Uh, which 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 is great to see. And now he's facing the Minnesota Vikings, who are giving up a ton of points to wideouts. So I would start Brandon Ayuk with confidence. All right, he he is improving by the week. I guarantee you, he's probably he is probably rostered in your league. But if he somehow isn't for some reason, pick him up asap and slot him into your wide receiver two um, spot. <laughs> yeah, hey
0: Ayuk's back, baby. That's 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 what we're gonna talk about. I think he had a great matchup. I do think that he's a solid add. I did see uh, Sam Sam Wallace, uh, who uh, is a friend of mine. He traded recent, like uh, a few weeks ago, he traded Damian Harrison a and a second for Ayuk, and everybody kind of shit on him for the trade that's and nice. said, "Oh, that's a, you know that's not a good trade. That's not you know Ayuk's not whatever. What do you believe in Ayuk? But that just goes to show you just how." You have to be kind of proactive on this. If you believe in Ayuk as a receiver, like I have, I've always believed in him. I have him in my rosters. Damien Harris, after the Ramondre Stevenson kind of breakout, whatever you want to call that, plus the second, which is whatever, second round picks or whatever pick to me. Yeah. Uh you know what? That's how you capitalize on value. And now you have Ayuk now that he's already overvalued of that trade now. Like based on this one game, he already has more value than Harris and a second round pick. That's how you capitalize, and that's why Sam's one of the best. And that's why you just have to capitalize on those that that area, especially with the defensive presence there. Uh, now, okay. when we look at tight ends, let's go to tight ends. Uh, you know, this is a tough again, a tough position to kind of get our wrap our mind around. I'm going to go with a guy that I've never picked before, and and it's, it's Mike Gesicki from the Miami okay. Dolphins. Tua likes him. He goes his way a lot, especially especially in the second half of games. He did see six targets, and he caught five balls, so he was extremely, extremely efficient. 50, 50 yards receiving. Didn't score a touchdown, though, which you like to see. But He, had, he did have 10 uh, PPR points, which isn't amazing, but it's something. He was just out on the outside of a tight end one. He was tight end fourteen. Uh, but against Carolina, he has a great matchup for tight ends. I think I have him projected right now as fifteen fantasy points. I think he's you you start him and and you just enjoy those targets that he's gotten. He's very consistent on his targets. He has seventy six already. The last you see since week six, he's had nine, eight, four, eight, seven, six. So he's gonna be in that range. He's averaging about seven seven and a half targets the last five games. I, I like that for my tight end position.
1: I like that too. And as long as Tua is healthy, Jacek's going to get peppered with targets yeah. so he is back to being a top 10 option at at the very least. Uh so I'm going to go with Noah Fant. All right, the Broncos got a much needed bye week, you know, like they're <laughs> getting healthier. Uh last game before the bye week against the Philadelphia Eagles, Noah Fant caught five catches for 59 yards on six targets and I expect that to keep to keep going against a Los Angeles Chargers defense who is giving up the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends. So I think that Noah Phan, uh continues his streak and has a nice fantasy day this week.
0: Yeah, no, I like that. I, I think uh, I'm a big fan guy. I've always have been. I think this could be a. Sh- I actually think this kind of can be a mini shootout, to be honest. I think they're going to put up a lot of points in this game. I don't know what the over under is yeah. going to be at because it's Monday, uh, but I'm assuming it's going to be around fifty-ish probably. So yeah. I, I, could see them kind of getting over that. I like that. I like no fan call there. Uh, we're going to go to defenses, and uh, you picked mine actually. I actually did have one this huh. week for y'all, but I agree That's with your pick. Man. So who do
1: you got? Who do you got going on here? Hey, if we agree, then it's a solid pick. It's a lot. Lock. Is- lock it in. <laughs> lock it up, guys. It's the Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions. All right. The Detroit Lions most likely are going to start Tim Boyle again, which is going to be an ugly game. Now, DeAndre Swift proved to be quarterback proof again last week and killed <laughs> it. Oh, my gosh, right. man. Kevin is always touting DeAndre Swift as the dynasty running back RB1, and he is 100%. <laughs> Right. All right, guys. DeAndre Swift is built different, but that doesn't mean that Tim Boyle isn't going to turn the ball over a few times like he did last Sunday, and the Lions aren't going to score much here. Uh, I expect the Bears to feast on the Lions, have some turkey, have some stuffing, just enjoy just enjoy that Thanksgiving day. Uh, You know, the Detroit Lions uh, are giving up the seventh most fantasy points to fantasy defenses, so I really... I really like the Chicago bears in DFS and they are unrostered in over 80% of Yahoo and sleeper league. So get on the Chicago bears this week.
0: Yeah. I mean, come on, anybody starting to boil. It needs to, you got to go with them. And I think, I do think the Bears going to bounce back like we talked about. So I'm, yeah. I'm all there. Uh, for- you know, I'm all there for that. Uh, now, what's uh, we're going to go to Dynasty Panic Meter. So I'm just going to kind of talk about some guys, and we're going to go <laughs> through it real quick. And some guys that I'm kind of worried about. And, you know, first is Terrace Marshall Jr. I'm going to be honest, everybody. Terrace Marshall was someone that I really did like coming out of LSU. Uh, as a Debbie guy, I was like, you know what? I loved his size. I loved his speed. He kind of fit the NFL, especially with you know where he was at, 6'3", long strider there. But I'm, I'm really underwhelmed with what he's been doing this year. So I got I to gotta be honest. He's 26 targets in the whole year after having six the first week. He's down to one last week. I just don't know what I'm going to do with him in Dynasty. And so to me, if you can get something for him, I don't hate it. I wanted to go through some trades with you guys based on what he's been going for in leagues, just so you can kind of get aware. He's basically a throw in and deals, which if you can get a throw in. So for example, here's a deal that I saw. Chris Godwin got traded for Claypool, Marshall and Najoku. So the guy wanted Godwin as well. If you could get Claypool plus Marshall, why not? Like if you can get a throw in that way. Now, if you're giving up Marshall and Claypool and those guys for Goblin, you better hope Goblin can turn in those, those wide receiver one weeks. That's a that's an interesting trade-up. Probably be on the Claypool side on that one. But if we're going to talk about Marshall from a, from a straight-up perspective, okay, what is his straight-up value? Not a lot out there. I will say that Terrace Marshall two weeks ago got traded for Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, as we know, had a great game yesterday. Two touchdowns. Shout-out to Zach Ertz. Uh, but, again, that's – What are you going to do there? Are you willing to give up? That was before those games. So this guy basically gave up Terrace Marshall, hoping for Ertz. Again, I can see it from both perspectives there. He also got traded for Damian Harris straight up about a month ago. So there's not a lot of trades going out there right now. I think he's worth probably, if you could maybe get a 2023 third that might not be a terrible pick. I like the 2023s a little bit more than the 2022s. I wouldn't also hate, you know, I wouldn't necessarily hate an early 2022 third, just because I think the wide receiver depth in this class and this, especially in this draft class, is is legitimate. So for me personally, Terrace Marshall is someone that I would be very, very concerned about right now. If you could get anything, anything at all that represents some type of value. At all, just a little tiny value. or make making a throw in. I, I'm I'm happy with that. The next guy I want to talk about is Elijah Moore. So shout out to my buddy Nick B2W Fantasy. He's a big uh, Elijah Moore guy here, and he and he, he he earned it. You know Elijah Moore has been fantastic these last these last couple weeks. We saw him yesterday, and he absolutely crushed it. And you know he finished his wide receiver three yesterday. Twenty nine point six PPR points. He's been great, especially in just that format, especially even with Flacco being there. So he had 11 targets yesterday, eight receptions, 141 yards and a touchdown so again, he's had two games this year over 25 fantasy points per game. So that that's an incredible, incredible thing for Elijah Moore. So what are we doing from a dynasty perspective? Hey, you got to just have that value for him. So you're looking at what he's going for right now. And you gotta have you're gonna have to buy high right now. I don't mind buying high on a guy like him who's producing with that offense that he's producing with. So Elijah Moore got traded straight up in a super flex league. Uh, for Cam Newton and the second round picks, not straight up. So you got Cam Newton and the second round pick there. That's pretty good value. And you capitalize on cam and that recently just happened after the cam game. So if you're looking for that, if a guy needs a quarterback, you're probably going to have to give up a first. I don't know why someone just gave up a second. That's not a bad pick for Elijah. You're going for it. You're going for progress. Hey, can Zach Wilson be that guy next year? It's a little bit there, but I like Elijah more in dynasty. I think he's a good guy to go by. And then the last guy that I did want to talk about is AJ Brown. And what are we going to do with A.J. Brown? He's obviously been a disappointment this season. And he was somebody that was going to be – he was my wide receiver one coming into the season, dynasty wide receiver one. I always thought that A.J. Brown could elevate to that talent. He has not done that yet. And so to me, when you're looking at what what he got traded, what he's been for Tennessee, Tannehill has not played great. AJ Brown has had injuries. AJ Brown has dealt with a lot of different offenses, especially with Henry going down. Offensive schemes have been adjusted a little bit. But every time he gets on that field, it just looks like he keeps getting hurt and he can't stay healthy. And so what do we do with him? Now I did say I did see someone say, oh, he's a buy low candidate. I don't even know if I'd buy low on him right now. I think I'm just at a wait and see with AJ Brown. I'm a hold. Recently he got traded for Saquon Jarvis Landry, a 2022 third. If you can go get Saquon and you feel like he's healthy, I don't mind making that deal for a running back like that. I still think I hold him and he's done that. He's been in a lot of like basically you're going to have to give up two first recently. I don't know if that price has dipped. It probably is now at first with something, but AJ Brown is probably one of those guys that is the most head scratching prospect that i've had to cover because i don't know what to do with him i'm gonna be honest with you jacob i have no idea what to do with aj brown as a dynasty perspective just because i think you have to hold him because his value is so low but his inability to stay on the field and get and he's getting hurt all the time definitely raises some eyebrows
1: so i always had aj brown as like no one's touching him he is on my dynasty team there is no way that i am giving him him up for anything but You're right, man. Like if somebody if somebody comes at me with like a Goliath offer that just blows me away, I would be extremely tempted, you know, because I have Justin Jefferson as my other wide receiver. And it's like, I think I can, you know, I think that AJ Brown has become a little bit expendable. Now, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to send me an offer that's going to blow me away. So I am going to hold tight. I know it's very head scratching and just hope that he has just like a blow up game to either give you some confidence moving forward or that you can sell high on him so i think those are all fantastic picks we got terris marshall jr sell him elijah Moore to the moon <laughs> and aj brown let's do it
0: all right let's talk about your qb streamers this week who are you rolling with
1: all right, guys, my first quarterback streamer this week is Big Ben Roethlisberger. I know it's extremely it's extremely hard to trust him, but I mean he has he has a great matchup this week against the Cincinnati Bengals. And I see this game being a mini shootout here in Cincinnati. You know, we all know that Joe Burrow can put up points with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Joe Mixon. Uh so Big Ben proved last Sunday against the Chargers that he can match score for score if he has to. And he has his full complements of weapons back. He has Ch- uh, he has Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, uh, Najee Harris, and Pat Fryermuth. So, you know, he is looking good. He's looking solid. I think he can be that nice, safe floor option with that ceiling to get you 20 to 22 fantasy points. So he's definitely a high-end quarterback too for me. And my other quarterback is going to make you happy, Kevin, because you called him last week, and I'm going to call him this week, and that's Tyrod Taylor. All right, He has a fantastic matchup against the New York Jets. Uh, The New York Jets have just been Swiss cheese, just giving fantasy points galore to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, Over the past eight games, I just researched this, over the past eight games, they have allowed, on average, about 22 fantasy points to the quarterback position. Uh, And, you know, like the lowest point total being like 18.5. So, you know, like Tyrod Taylor, he had a great game last week where he scored 19 fantasy points. Kevin called it. And this week he has another good matchup. He's getting his feet wet. He has confidence and he has Brandon Cooks. He has some good weapons and he's been running. So I really like his matchup against the Jets. So if Big Ben isn't available, I would go Tyrod Taylor. Those are my top two quarterback streamers this week.
0: Hey, I like that. Tyrod, you're welcome. I, you know, I I, right. I full disclosure about Tyrod. I'm in a league with Nick and all those guys in the, the 101 group, and we were uh and I'm I'm a contender, but my two quarterbacks have been Mac Jones and Zach Wilson all year. And then I've just been kind of placing guys whether I'm seven and three or eight and two in that league. I traded a second for Tyrod Taylor before Sunday's game. And I'm nice. so I'm all in on Tyrod to finish out the season. We needed that win though, because I didn't want Davis Mills to be starting the rest of the year. I think they're gonna roll with Tyrod. And I basically just said, you know what? I'm gonna go with Tyrod as my QB two and hope that I can I have a pretty solid roster around those guys that I can win without a high end super flex league. And if Tyrod can be that guy, a top 14 guy for me heading into the stretch, I'll take it. And that's just kind of how I looked at that, at that trade.
1: Love it. I love that trade for you, man. And yeah, I go for it. Yeah, you gotta absolutely, make money. Man, go for it.
0: got to go for it. And, you know, a second is whatever. I don't care about a second. All right, let's go to yeah. our locks of the week, and then we'll end up there. So uh, my lock, first of all, Debo Samuel and what he's oh. been able to do this year, especially, you know what, he should have dual running back and wide receiver eligibility. I truly believe that with what the, have- how they're using him. He had eight carries and 79 yards and a touchdown. He essentially was the running back because they, you know, Wilson was not the guy. Elijah Mitchell was out. Trey Sermon, I think, yeah. is, is dead. Uh, yep. So you have Debo, and you're going to have those guys. I love him as my lock for next week. He's placed in the Minnesota team that just gave up 467 total yards. And we talked about um, Scantling, and we talked about what he gave up there. I think that they could have a great game. He gave it, the Minnesota gave up 31 points. You saw mm-hmm. what they had. They've also gave up a ton of points the last previous week too. So and especially with their passing attack, I do think that. His ability to have that dual threat, especially on the rushing attack, if Elijah Mitchell's not back, I know he had surgery, I think they're going to use him a lot of different ways. So give me him against the Vikings defense, and they're going to put up a ton of points.
1: Debo Samuel, I love that pick. All right, so for my pick, I'm going to go with Stefan Diggs at the New Orleans Saints. All right, he plays on Thursday night, Thanksgiving night, and I expect Diggs to eat that turkey. All right, he's been extremely consistent all season, Uh, You know, he had that he had that blow up game last week against the New York Jets where he just went off for, you know, 30 fantasy points in PPR leagues. Uh, You know, he followed that up with like a subpar performance uh, against the Colts with just four catches for 23 yards, but he also had two scores. So he still had an amazing fantasy day. Uh, So I see his targets and catches going up this week. I think that he wants to perform in prime time. Josh Allen wants to perform in prime time. I see the Bills just laying it on the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans after they just got beat up by the Colts. Uh, so I definitely like Diggs, and I love Allen this week, but I'm going to go with Stefan Diggs as my lock of the week.
0: No, hey Uh, hey stefan's been one of those guys that's come out of it i think that they're gonna have to pass the ball a little bit more they have no rushing attack so you're gonna see that and you know digs is that guy hopefully eats that turkey all right so let's talk about let's before we get out of here the most important question our listeners want to know is how do you cook your turkey jacob and are you gonna have it where are you gonna be at for thanksgiving
1: (laughs) how do i cook my turkey Straight up in the oven, my man. I knew it.
0: You're so vanilla. This guy, I don't even know why I hang out with this guy. Vanilla in the oven.
1: Hey, man, have you seen those videos of like the turkey catching on fire when you, you know, like I know that people, people are being straight up idiots when they do it, but I'm just just like, give me an oven. I'll base it. I'll stuff it. I'll put it in the oven. It's safe. You know, like I'm a safe guy. Uh, (laughs) You know, like I take chances in fantasy every now and then, but with my turkey, I am just a straight up oven, dude. How about you, Kevin?
0: We deep fry our turkey. Uh, So me and my brother, we do it every year. We do it outside. We're not stupid. We know how to do it. So do not deep fry it in like the garage. I've seen those those things. But we deep fry it. But we also, I think this year, we're going to smoke our turkey this year. So we're going to do two. I uh, love
1: turkey. We're going to the
0: defry it. We're going to smoke it uh, and then just enjoy the game. And that's what we want you guys to do. We want to make sure we get this out to you guys this week. We're, we're, vacation can be tough. There's nothing better than hanging out with family and watching football all week and all Thursday. My wife loves it. Trust me. Uh, and then <laughs> the great college football games on. So I, as a Michigan fan, big game this weekend is Ohio State. But uh, anything good. else, Jacob?
1: i just want to say happy thanksgiving guys i hope you guys get to spend time with your family and friends and if not i hope you still have an amazing time uh eat that turkey eat that stuffing whatever you like that sweet potato let's get after this let's get after it this thanksgiving and good luck this week
0: all right guys we'll take you guys later we'll see you guys next week